Hey, everybody. Welcome to One More Round, your special edition Patreon-exclusive podcast brought to you by the World of CONCAF. I'm Eric. I'm Donald. And Jonathan couldn't join us today. He's got a personal engagement. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary Jonathan to the slaves. Yeah. Yeah. So they're celebrating. Um, Donald, before we get on to business, you're in Australia? I'm in New Zealand. Oh, you're uh, in New Zealand. Yes, I am in Auckland. So kia ora to everybody. It's 1.15 in the afternoon tomorrow. I think this is the first one more round that has taken place in two separate days at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't think look- we've even had it where we you know, started on one day and then I'm on the East Coast kind of venture into midnight. We've always yeah. done it on the same day. This is the first one on two separate days. It's yeah. Sunday night for Eric. It is Monday afternoon for me. Yeah, we are dabbling in time travel here. Yeah. Um, but we want to chat about the Women's World Cup because Donald's there. Um, we also want to chat about League's Cup because it's bullshit and nonsense. <laughs> um, but just some first uh, housekeeping. Um, patrons, thank you for all your support. We're going to pause payments for – we're not billing you for the month of July or August. Um, appreciate all the support, but we haven't really been doing much. So we're not making you pay for it. And because of that, we're also going to make this public. Um, we will be kicking it back up. I'm sure we'll be talking about the end of the Women's World Cup. We'll be doing more laser focuses soon. And yeah, if you want to join, patreon.com slash podcast, support the podcast and everything we're doing, talking about CONCACAF nonsense. So let's get to that nonsense. First, Women's World Cup. Just a quick rundown because CONCACAF is showing strong in its women's world cup we got six squads out there as of right now with one game to go in the group stage canada is sitting at one win one draw in group b they're in a good spot costa rica in group c has been eliminated they just have two losses haiti sitting on two losses as well in group d they need to they need england to defeat china in the last match and then probably win by two to get through but Haiti has looked very good. Um, USA, Group E, sitting at one win, one draw. They just need a result or Vietnam to beat Netherlands in the f- last match. Uh, Jamaica, sitting, having a really good tournament. They're one win, one draw in Group F. They need a result versus Brazil to get through to the knockout. And Panama has been eliminated after losing their first two games. Um Donald, first, let's just talk about the games. What have you seen from CONCACAF teams? What stood out to you? I think what stood out to me, I think what stood out to me first is, uh, let's start with Jamaica. I think Jamaica, I thought, had a really bad beat in in the sense against France. They they probably could have won that game, and and France mm-hmm. has looked you know really good at times. I think that France Brazil game the other night is the best game we've had this tournament so far. Uh, Columbia, Germany, also very good, but those aren't CONCACAF teams. Focusing in on Jamaica, Jamaica has, I thought, played very well, and I think, honestly, they get a boost now because, you know, Bunny Shaw, who is their lord and savior, and it's literally a, a, a threat to score whenever she puts on cleats, she got that red card in the first game, which I thought was very harsh, uh, or yeah. second yellow, I should say. It was very harsh, and so she had to sit out uh, the game, uh, the second game, and now she's back. 
will she come back with a vengeance? Can she put some points on the board? Can, you know, Jamaica put some points on the board, I think is the question. But if they can, you know, the fact that they were able to get that victory um, without her gives them an extra boost to maybe qualify and leave it to France and Brazil, right, to to figure out which of those two stays in, in this tournament and which one goes home because those are two very, very good teams. So I would start with Jamaica, them playing exceptionally well uh, and showing up for themselves. And you mentioned Haiti. Um, mm-hmm. Haiti, I thought, even though they have two losses, has shown very well in doing that. Yeah. If, if there's a way to say that they've shown well in two losses. Um, Haiti yeah. is, is the is the example there. And I, I still think they have a shot. Just like you said, their scenario is still very simple. If they win and England defeats um, defeats China, right? Like, yeah. uh, then they are through. Um, and it's pretty, as well as things that, the fact that they still have hope, I think will lend them to uh, play very well um, in this in, in this last game. But those are the yeah. two teams that have really stood out to me so far. I know we we talk a lot about the United States and Canada, um, but to have those two teams, especially two teams that are in their first uh, Women's World Cup, to show as well as they have, is really really cool. Yeah, and I think the thing, and it's not just necessarily a Concacaf thing. The thing I've noticed from watching a lot of these games, and to be honest, like it has been tough to keep up with the games going on with the time difference. Like, I just simply have not been able to watch as many of these games as I've wanted to. But just from watching what I've seen of the CONCACAF teams and just tournament in general, it's been a very competitive tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not getting the ass-kickings that you've seen in past years. No one's beaten anyone 13 nothing. No one's beaten anyone 10 nothing. Like, there's been one or two 5 nothing, 6 nothing games. Other than that, it's been very, very competitive. And all of these CONCACAF teams have held their own for the most part. Uh, a couple bad results in there. Haiti, yeah, again, they're sitting on two losses, but they've looked good. They've, I mean, I don't know if that's fair to be sitting on zero points after the way they've played after two games. And, um, yeah, no, it, it's just great showing by CONCACAF overall. Um, even saying that, Canada has not looked great. They've struggled. Mm-hmm. The U.S. has not been, you know, 100% inspiring. sharp. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially that draw against Netherlands, like, you know that there's more there and you're sitting there watching it. And, like, the end of the game, they turned it on and they got their result, but it was rough. Hey, um, honestly, honestly, for the U.S., but, like, the, the U.S. is in the toughest group. It, statistically, you know, mm-hmm. the FIFA rankings show that it's far and away the best group at this World Cup. And of course, everyone says, oh, the United States, you love to say that. But the rankings show that. And the, and I mean, the fact that Portugal qualified for this through the playoff and got put in this group only ratchets that up a little bit. They're the, they're the quote, weakest team in this group. And in their first you know World Cup, they've shown to be great. Vietnam has shown to be a really tough team, this, again, despite you know, losing twice, they've they've shown very well in doing that, and they're not going to be a, a, an easy out for the Dutch. Everyone thinks the Dutch are going to put up like seven on them. That's not necessarily going to be the case because Vietnam has played very well. And I think in the U.S., they have shown that they can't be, you know, they, they can be beat if they're not sharp, right? We've seen mm-hmm. that kind of over the last year. It's not like, you know, 10 years ago where, we could put out a team and they could, you know, have, you know, one leg tied, you know, tied up and still beat teams. They're not going to do that. They have to play well against this group to do so. 
I thought the Netherlands, honestly, I thought they played well. I think there were some other tactical decisions that were questionable, and, and we could spend a yeah. whole podcast on that. But <laughs> we I, will I th- not. <laughs> and we will not. But I think the the answer to them is get the players in the position that they need to be successful. We have not yet done that in this World Cup. If we do that, this team can go off for five or six goals, just like you said. We could do that, but we have to get players in the position. We got to get guys, ladies on the field who can, you know, yeah. provide some cover. We got to get, you know, some creativity on the field, and then we have to make our subs. We have to utilize yeah, them. Yeah, fresh legs. We got to get some legs. fresh legs on the field. I think I, I I will stand behind this. Being in the stands, if we have fresh legs on the field in the seventy fifth minute of that game against the Netherlands, we win. Simple yeah. as that. Because hmm. we were at that point in control and pushing the envelope and we just had tire legs doing it. And if we bring on some fresh legs, you know, the Dutch is tired. They were making subs too. And the Dutch were still tired in the back line. We had that one where Alex Morgan was offside, but that should have been the, Hey, if I get someone on here who can run past this, this defense it's over Mm -hmm. with. And you have two players uh, in Lynn Williams and Alyssa Thompson who were able, uh, or at least ready on the field uh, to do that. And they just weren't used. Yeah. So get together, Black Oak, but well, let's get off. Let's get off the field here. How's it been? What, tell me about your trip. How I, was, I actually haven't talked to you much since you got down there, so I want to mm-hmm. hear about it. So uh, let's start with the actual journey um, to get here because that's that's literally <laughs> half the battle. R- more it's round half, is four. Basically, about half the time I've been here, right, has been traveling to get here. Uh, it took me forty-seven hours to get from my door to the night before party in Wellington. Um, on the 26th. So I left on Monday morning at 4 a.m. Went up to Baltimore, Baltimore to LAX, had like a 12-hour layover at LAX because apparently United didn't want to, you know, allow me to get on a later flight to cut that down. Um, mm-hmm. So I did that, LAX to Sydney, which is about 16 hours. Uh, got some sleep on a plane, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. Four-hour layover in Sydney, go from Sydney to Auckland, had to basically run from one terminal to the other to try and make a flight uh, from Auckland to Wellington, which is where the Netherlands game was, and mm-hmm. went down there. So, I, I mean, I was in a tailspin when I got there. I was wired. I was awake, but mm-hmm. I faded pretty fast. Uh, I got to I got to about midnight, so uh, which is pretty good considering how long I traveled. But Wellington is a beautiful, beautiful city. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who has the opportunity to come out here, uh, to New Zealand definitely needs to take a new uh, Wellington. I wish I was able to get down to the South Island. Uh, I know a lot of people after the game in Wellington went down to the South Island between that game and this U.S. game, which is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow here, um, and I guess tomorrow for you all. Or so I'm sorry, yeah. it would be Tuesday morning for you all yeah. as well. We got, we got um, like a day and a half here. Yeah, you got a day and a half. We all got a day and a half. It's just different time zones. Um, <laughs> But it was, you know, they got to go experience like Christchurch and Queenstown and some and even taking some of the games down there in, in Dunedin. So I didn't get a chance to do that. I went to Wellington, went to the game. Uh, great, great atmosphere. Incredible atmosphere, I should say. Um, you know, everybody was lit. And I think hopefully we can bring that again in Auckland. I returned to Auckland that evening. Uh, so it was my second time in Auckland in 24 hours, um, but I actually got to leave the airport this time and uh, have been here since then. Um, been working quite a bit while I've been here, uh, been doing stuff for Stars and Stripes FC and some other outlets, but uh, been able to take in the Fan Fest and, and hit some games, go to you know a couple bars. The, the uh, New Zealand, the All Blacks uh, rugby mm-hmm. team took on Australia in a, in a match 
the other night. So, you know, oh, I was wow. watching that alongside France, Brazil. Um, so it's been a very good time. Uh, been able to get out and kind of walk around in, in city center. Um, for those of you who have been to Toronto, uh, it, it has a Toronto feel because as I look out my window, I see Sky Tower, which towers over everything here in Auckland. And it mm-hmm. um, it's a tower that is very similarly designed to the CN Tower. It is kind of shaped in the same way. It also towers over the city in the same way as it does in Toronto. Like, you know, Toronto has these buildings. They're like, oh, 600 feet, 700 feet. And then you have this just beacon of of hope um, rising above it. That's kind of Sky Tower here. So it's kind of been the the home the homing beacon for anything in the central business district. If you can see that, you know where you are, uh, sort of speak. Nice. So, I mean, you've been to a bunch of World Cups, men's and women's. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you've been to, been able to do two of them in the matter of eight months. Right. You know, um, you said you went to the fan zone. How did it compare to the ones in Qatar? What 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 would you say the vibe difference has been between Qatar and New Zealand? So I've only been to the one here in Auckland, and okay. the one in Auckland is uh, very small. Like the the one in, in in Doha is was just massive. There was just yeah you know one big you know scene. Everyone went there, and because all the games were essentially in one city, they only needed one fan fest, so they made it huge, right? And it was outdoors. Yeah. This one's indoors. It's on the pier. Um, it's this place called the Cloud. So it's pretty cool. You can kind of you know it's in it's underneath an awning, but it is you know kind of chilly here because it's uh it's the winter. Um, but you can sit there and bean bags and on like little landings and kind of watch the games. And they've had almost all the games on TV at the fan fest, the late games here, like the 10 PM and beyond games, they don't show those there, but all the other ones they've been showing, um, they have, uh, you know, merchandise that you can purchase. I've gotten a couple of items here, uh, but it's been pretty cool. I think the one thing about this compared to like, uh, Doha is I didn't get a chance to go into town really at Doha to check out like whether or bars that were watching the game or showing the game. And yeah. here, most of the bars are showing the games, which is incredible. Um, I think that's the great thing. There's there's flags everywhere. There's signs everywhere. Everyone is clearly you know ready to you know roll out the welcome mat uh, and and greet everybody. So that's been pretty cool. Nice. I I mean, the difference I've felt in Doha was like people were like this is very odd and weird and I can't imagine you're getting that same vibe down there. No, no. Everyone here is like, you're here for the world cup. That's great. We're yeah. like, we're so glad you're here. There's obviously there are a ton of Americans around here. Um, mm-hmm. The, the dominant accent they've said uh, so far here has <laughs> been American um, uh, instead of, you know, th- this is a very cosmopolitan city. A lot of people from everywhere, including a lot of it, you know, people from Asian countries that live here. Um, this is one of the one of the similar to Doha. This is a city that has a lot of outs, a lot of uh, uh, expats live here, and it makes up a, a giant size of the population. Um, but they said that the biggest expat population here the last week or so has been American. Um, it's been <laughs> it's been funny to kind of see a lot of you know U.S. Uh, t-shirts and, and AO shirts and stuff like that walking around town. Nice. Hey, what, had anything good to eat? Any good beers? Well, of course, I had my Nando's. Uh, this is my nice. eighth Nando's country, so I did that. Um, Jealous. Look, look. If there's a Nando's in your country, you need to go witness it. Um, it is it is breathtaking. Um, it is great, and it's right. It's literally right outside our hotel, so I didn't have to go far. Um, I've had a few beers. Um, they they so 
New Zealand is a big wine country. Uh, Sauvignon okay. Blancs, I think 70% of the Sauvignon Blancs on the planet are produced in New Zealand. Um, and most of that on South Island. I have not, there's an island off of the, uh, away from here uh, called Waiheke Island that a lot of people have been able to go to. I'm hoping to make it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it over to that island uh, because that is where a lot of the wineries here are. Uh, there's also one distillery there. Um, our, our board Tyler went there and said that they had a bunch of whiskey there. Uh, I have not yet tried that. So the wines here are terrific. The beers here are pretty good. They're, it's you know not anything super special. They do have IPAs and Pilsners and hazy, you know, hazy pale ales and things like that. So they have a wide range of beers, but it's not, uh, um, I mean, they're not the quote best beers I've ever had, but they're definitely, you know, enjoyable beers and uh, you're not going to go thirsty in this country. Nice. Sorry, I'm a little bit distracted while we're recording right now and I'm watching the end of the Red Bulls, uh, San Luis League's Cup game. And it's just popping off and stoppage time. Of course it um, would be. Yes. That was the other thing I want to talk about in our little uh, rendezvous here is this League's Cup. How Are they talking about it on the streets of Auckland, the League's Cup <laughs> right now? No, no. They, they don't know that League's Cup exists. All those games have been in the dead of night. Uh, I believe, or at least like uh, some of them are like in the early morning or, or afternoon yeah. range because some of them are on right now. Um, but like, yeah, there the disconnect between me and Leagues Cup right now could is literally a Pacific what, Ocean wide. What a privileged life you're living right yeah. now. <laughs> I hear, I hear, it's bananas. I hear there's been a lot. Obviously, the the I was still in town when all the messy stuff was happening, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that has died down. But um, the the just generic Leagues Cup thing games, like, it's one of those things where I wake up and they're like, Leagues Cup tonight. And I'm like, really? Like, we're not not worried, no. not not too concerned about it, at least until I get back when I will be on at least a similar time zone as you. And we'll have this uh, probably a similar seat, a sleep schedule um, trying to get all these games in. Yeah. In the last two minutes, San Luis missed a stoppage time penalty in a tie, 1-1 tie game, and now two minutes later, Red Bulls just scored to go up 2-1, so they're going through. So San Luis' League's Cup is over. I will, did, I what mean, will the ramifications be for San Luis? Probably nothing, because this tournament is not real. So I I already know, right, because I, I know that uh, DC United has played uh-huh. two games. They beat Montreal at Montreal and then got destroyed by Pumas. Um, I believe it was Pumas, yeah, at, uh, at Audi Field. So they're they have to go DC United has to go play Philly in Philly and Pumas mm-hmm. gets to host somebody at Audi field. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> the team, like, like, was it like, I, I, do I have a home stadium now? Like was the winner of that game, get the stadium and they get to keep like, it. I, I don't know. I don't get the rationalization for like who's hosting games. Um, It just seems like they're making up as they go. And it's like, Typically, you'd be like, yes, you know, sicko mode. Like, this is make it up as we go. Nothing matters. Like, but there was no bracket. Like, we just knew the all we knew were the groups. And that's it. They didn't tell anybody what would happen beyond the first two games for each team in this tournament. And also, you have some teams that have like, oh, we only have like, it was like, there's three teams. There's some teams that have two MLS teams and some teams that have two, uh, two league MX teams. So they get to host two games. 
And then, so like Philly has two, Philly is getting to host three games because they had two League MX teams in their group. And now they get to host DC United, who finished second because they finished first. DC United also knew that they had qualified because they won the first game. And I'm like, that doesn't, that shouldn't happen either. And I think the other thing that kind of makes this kind of weird is that all these games are taking place in the United States. So it gives off the feel of glorified friendlies in a structure, right? Like kind of like international champions cup type of deal. Yeah. I mean, none of these games are well attended. Uh, I do want to shout out the Mazatlan Juarez match took place in Austin. I mean, two Mexican teams in Texas attended announced attendance, 958. Uh, there was more people at our night before party. Yes. I mean, there's been some ridiculous stuff. Obviously, Messi. You might as well call it the Messi Cup at this point. Mm-hmm. League's Cup has no branding. The Messi Does Stuff Cup. That right. that will that will play with the, the folks. Um, Leon beat Vancouver Whitecaps in penalties 16-15. That was like the first night of it. Yeah, and then they got stuck, so they had to postpone a yeah. game because they then couldn't they get to LA. The next game. <laughs> yeah, Leon having a rough group stage. I did get to witness personally uh, Tiago Volpe of Toluca. The keeper came and took a penalty. And, of course, the eighth minute of stoppage time in the first half uh, scored a penalty against Nashville. I got to witness that in person. Like, what the regu- fuck? It wasn't even in the team- second half? It was in the first half? It was in the first half. It was during play. It's not like an end-of-the-game thing. Also, after further research, that is – his sixth goal of 2023, the calendar year. The dude Yo, is just we, automatic on penalties. Yo, we might need we might need him. I might need to tell DC United to go pick him up. Yeah. But it's like I attended the two games here in Nashville. Season ticket holders don't know. No one knows what this is or what this means. There was a drastic like there were a couple extra thousand people for the game against Toluca because you get to I mean, if you're a Toluca fan and they're playing in Nashville. If you live anywhere in the southeast, you're going. You're going, yeah. It's like you're getting the attendance there, but like it's a mix of starters and second team players. No, you can't tell who's taking it seriously. So it's like, how are we supposed to take it seriously? Right. And the fact that MLS kind of ignored, they played through the Nations League window. They played through the Gold Cup to stop their season for this. It's like, it's a very, I'm, I'm just having a hard time dealing with the nonsense of people trying to make it like it's a big deal, playing up rivalries. There are no rivalries between Red Bull, New York and San, Atlético San Luis. There's no rivalry between Nashville and Toluca. I get that you want to like get the engagement, but like, please talk to me like I'm an adult. Like, you can't make me – don't tell me this matters because I know this doesn't matter. This yeah. is not real. You are making this up as well, we there, go. There's also, like – look, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for League's Cup right now, and uh-huh. they didn't even have the group stuff set up until, like, three days ago. Like, games had already started, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's groups, and we don't know which who's in each group. And now they even have a bracket now, which is half filled in. Not even yeah. half filled in. And because well, like you don't know where any of the games are gonna be because in the knockout. There are right. games in five days that are gonna happen and no one knows where they're five, gonna happen. It, hap- it happens on the second. The first games are on the second. 
and we still don't know like we still don't know where half of these teams are slotted into this bracket. Like, oh and then they're just going to be playing games over like three days, essentially uh, yeah. through the end of this tournament. And it's weird. It's, it's also, I mean, I, I, I'm sure some people are thinking it, but I will say it, it is kind of weird that all of a sudden MLS decided to do this whole thing during the women's world cup. And, and like, if you think about it, it start it started uh-huh. basically right when, you know, the yeah. U S took the field against, against Vietnam and it ends on the 19th, which is the night before the Women's World Cup final is on the 20th. It seems very, I, I'm sure that the dates were the dates, but it seems very weird that they are trying to hype up this competition in the evening hours when people you would think rightfully would be trying to you know, get sleep or whatever to kind of witness the Women's World Cup in the middle of the night in, over in America. It just seems very, for as much planning as has gone into it, there has been no planning that has gone into this. Like this, it's th- almost they, like yeah. It the planning has just. It seems like it's like a small group of people thinking this is a great idea because they're going to make some money off of it, and not like appreciating or respecting the greater context of soccer. Like yeah, for put, us, put some games on the road. Like put some games in Mexico. Like it should have been half the games are in Mexico in the group stage. Half the games are in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Half the games are in the United States. They should have had groups that are four teams instead of having one team that loses one game and realizes, Oh, we're done. Like yeah. one team that wins a game, like, okay, I guess we're through and, and we can rest players and all this stuff. Like, why are we resting players? This is supposed to be a way to keep guys fresh yeah. and keep guys getting minutes when there's no season. So there should be no like reason for people to be like, Oh, I can rest a bunch of guys and bring in a, you know, the high school team to play Pumas, right? Like it, yeah. it, it doesn't like, there's a lot of, like logistics that have to go into this. And I think all of that could have been easily cured by just some rudimentary fixes, including the whole thing of like, even the world cup tried to go to a three team group stage and then they backed off of it before they even tried it because so many people are like, this is stupid. This is how this is going to work. And they're, they're finding out very quickly that this is how it's going to work. Yes. They're fucking around and finding out like that is not, the competition they want it to be. And the great thing about League's Cup, if there is anything great about it, it's like they can just change their mind for next one. This is not real. They can just it's gonna happen every year for next time. It's happening every year now. So. It's gonna happen every year and they can change it whenever they want for any reason. They don't even they don't even have to have a reason. Yeah. They can just because now like if next. you think about it, next year we have Copa America mm-hmm. in the United States. And there's gonna be players that are going to be released in June for their national team to go through the through Copa America. Only to come home and be like, oh, I'm not even I'm going to miss like eight league games because this league's cup is starting after I get back, which is exactly what happened to a lot of guys from the USA and Mexico and Panama and all these other teams. They they had this point where they go, hey, I'm coming back and I don't even get to play a game. There's the all star break. And now there's this league's cup game of which they're like resting players. I'm like, so some of these guys are getting a month off like from playing. Well, let's be let's be serious here. They're. MLS is not going to be playing through Copa America next summer. No, and they shouldn't. Because there's one reason. And that's because Lionel Messi is not going to miss games. That's correct. Or well, so, if, if now let's no wait, let's 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 be clear. Miami is guaranteed to not be playing any games. They'll be playing, you know, friendlies during this. But if anyone like 
DC United may be like, yo, we'll just play through it. But yeah. Miami will not be missing any games next year. That's for, that is definitely they, certain. They won't be playing any home games. That's for damn sure. Nothing. They will. Sure well, they're not going to be playing yeah. nothing, right? Like, yeah. So, and it has driven me nuts. Like, it's amazing that Lionel Messi is playing in Miami. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a living god of the game playing in fucking Fort Lauderdale in the remnants <laughs> of Lockhart Stadium. Lockhart Stadium. And, like, Lionel Messi is playing there. But, in every, like, it's amazing he shows up and has highlight reel moments immediately. But everyone's like, oh, he's too good for this. Like, no, he does this shit everywhere. Every, like, it doesn't matter where he's You guys playing. watch the World Cup final? Like... He scored a bunch of goals there, too. Well, I, so, I'm sure he can handle it against fucking Atlanta United. Someone was like, oh, are you really excited to go watch Messi play? And I go, I've seen him. I've seen him play. Yeah, but like he's like he's a guy. I've seen him play several times. I've seen him destroy the United States. I've seen the United States destroy him. Like I've seen mm-hmm. all. I've seen him play for Barca. I've seen him play for, you know, whatever. The, the Copa America game uh, 2016 where we played them in the semifinal, he had that like free kick that, yeah. you know, if, if there was like, if you point, there was like a 99.9% chance of it being saved by Brad Guzan and he still scored. Like I was right there. I was the one guy in the stadium going, Oh, that's going in. That, that <laughs> that's nothing Brad could do about that one. Cause he put it right in that little box. Like yeah. those are things that we've already seen. And now it's almost like 10 years later, almost people are like, Yo, you should you should watch this. You would enjoy this guy play. Like, I I've seen I've seen him. Yeah, we're we're a little bit ahead of you. Yeah, I'm this. not paying eight hundred dollars to watch him play this fall. Like, that's just not going to do it. So, um, I will yeah. wait till next year when he comes to comes to DC. Yeah, I'll probably buy a ticket. But like, yeah, I'm gonna get a, a not a nine hundred dollar ticket. I'm going to get a normal, regular price looking ticket. Yeah, I can't wait for the first game that they've got. On turf, what all like the the chatter that's going to be leading up to that? It's like, oh, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Oh, he's not going to play. And what about all the fans? It's going to be everything you expected. It to so be. you're so you're saying you're you can't wait for him to play at New England in October <laughs> or 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 March. <laughs> well, they're supposed to play Atlanta at Atlanta United next month. Oh, he'll play, and then that. he'll play. In that. I'm thinking about like the turf that like that hurts, like the turf that. The turf that that pains when you when you land on it, like Atlanta United, yeah, that's indoors though. So like, well, they're also at Charlotte near the end of the year. Yeah, that that might be if it's cold enough there, which it sometimes in Charlotte gets cold, but not like super yeah. early. I'm thinking about like, yo, yeah, he did this in Miami, did those goals. It's great, they look great, but Miami doesn't like the team doesn't like playing at New England any time yeah. of the year. But like, have them play there in March. See what happens. See see how quickly Sergio Busquets and and all of the, the 2006 Barcelona team are like, whoa, 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 whoa. we we don't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we'll know who, who the real pecking order is in MLS based mm-hmm. on when they get Miami home, Miami away. Yep, yep. Next year. All right. Well, I want to let you go because you're in fucking New Zealand and shouldn't be <laughs> sitting in your hotel room talking to me. Um, I'm gonna f- sit here and finish my Appleton estate I got in Jamaica. We, we don't get we that here, so so enjoy yeah. enjoy it for me as well. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do the what are you drinking part of it, so it's me doing. Uh, the, what are you? We have tonight for that. So yeah, you you get your drinks in as the night before. Um, 
I hope you have a lot of fun. We're gonna have you. We're gonna have podcasts after this, so I can't wait to hear more about the trip. Absolutely, can't wait to hear about you watching the U.S. win another World Cup. Um, that'll be fun. That'd I be think great. It'll be fun. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. That movie's great. I should watch. We should watch it again. Yeah, it's one of those rewatchables. You know, definitely rewatchable. Remote drop. Remote drop. <laughs> movie. Two hours sorted. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. To our patrons, we love you. Enjoy a month without giving us your money. Um, we're going to have more content for you. Make sure you visit our store. Follow us on, I'm still calling it Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Blue Sky. We're on Blue Sky. I don't know if I set up a threads yet. I might just, uh, whatever. But yes, patreon.com slash podcast. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Follow Donald at blazingdw. At Star Stripes FC, at USA Soccercast. We'll, you know, lots of lots of content coming in while we're here. Yeah. So we'll shut it down here. Thanks, guys. Peace.